This is the Servers Radio Network. Welcome to this edition of A Server's Journey with Rocky DeStefano. The premise of the show is that everyone is leading something or someone. Whether you're a parent leading your family, a coach leading a team, or a team member leading a few, or even a CEO leading an organization. Hey Larry, how you doing today? Uh, <laughs> you know, we are all... <laughs> trying to get into this for sure. That's right, that's right. Well, again, we are all on a path of being a leader and we hope that everybody listening will be able to walk this journey of leadership with us. And, you know, it's exciting because you've helped us create these uh, servers moment. Yeah. And I understand that's really catching on. Yeah, we're real excited about that. And, you know, the idea with that is it's a quick hit. It's kind of like a B12 injection, a little bit of energy before you start your day. And the greatest thing is we're able to invite different people, different voices people that have other experiences and have been led different ways. So we're very excited about it. And when you say well, we're getting other people, you know the amazing thing is we're starting the uh, Servers Radio Network. Yes, we are. And that's going to be a platform where a di- whole bunch of different podcasters are going to be on so yeah. you can choose which one you want to listen to. Absolutely. And, and we're trying to get you some great content from different speakers. And, and, and speaking of the Servers Radio Network, joining us here in the studio today with Misty the Studio Dog is... I'm sorry, it's Misty the Wonder Dog. Okay, Misty the Wonder Dog. you got to get that right. But she's sleeping here. It's not, I mean, it's not wonderful right now, but I have seen <laughs> wonderful things out of Misty, but... Um, anyways, today here joining us in the studio is Stephanie Harris. She is the executive director of New Beginnings of Central Florida, a wonderful organization that helps homeless uh, people transition to live responsible lives. Good morning, Stephanie. We are excited to have you here on a server's journey, and we just wanted to get to know you a little bit. If you could tell us about yourself, your family, and maybe some hobbies that you enjoy. Sure. Good morning, and thank you for having me. Well, I am Stephanie Harris, and I've been here in Claremont for five years. Hard to believe it has been five years. I live here with my husband and my 15-year-old daughter. We have an older daughter that graduated from college the year we moved here and moved up to Jersey to go to school in Seton Hall. She was a swimmer there, and now she started her career in social work. She works for DCF up in New Jersey, so not God, an easy God bless her. <laughs> right, right. So um, my husband blames me regularly that she took a more of a servant's, <laughs> servant's position yeah. instead of that doctor of physical therapy she said she was going to do. Yes. <laughs> but that's okay. She, um, she loves um, making a difference in the community, but she definitely finds challenges working in the state. And then my 15-year-old's a very academically driven student here. She goes to South Lake. And she's an athlete as well. She plays softball, which keeps me busy. I'd like to say I have hobbies, but it seems like nowadays yeah. my hobby is being mom yes, yes. <laughs> and going to soft tournaments. Um, but I do enjoy boating. I like water skiing. We have jet skis. Um, just like to take some time to spend with family. But my hobbies are really just surrounding myself with my family whenever we have the time to do so. So now I have to ask, who in your family is an athlete? Between you and your husband, are you both? Or because... No, that's the irony. I okay. mean, I danced for okay. 20 some years. Well, so, I mean, athletic. that can be yeah. athletic, yeah. but it's, um, as Tori reminds me regularly, that's not the same. Yeah. It's not yes. that same competitive spirit, but I still am a competitive person yeah. by nature. 
but I was just never on a team sport. My husband dabbled in different sports, right, but, but never, com- never competitive, never yeah. competitive like that. We just he, I mean, he discovered early on with Madison. He just felt like her finding a passion for her would be good for her. It keeps her. You know, balance keeps her out of trouble. Keeps you know keeps the girls focused on themselves and not on others. Um, And I mean, it worked. It was pretty effective with Madison. So so far, so good with with Tori. Just Tori is much more academically driven than Madison was, um, which is good. Yes, but it's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. She she puts more pressure on herself than than we do, and she wouldn't agree with that. But she definitely does. <laughs> well, I, I have a family full of competitive cheer. Yes. And they are quick to remind me that they're much more athletic than any football player out there because that was my yes. sport in high school. But yes. um, I, it's amazing to me, specifically with young women, how much athletics helps in building self-esteem and their yes. image yeah. in a way that's very healthy. I think uh, young young women have a real hard time in today's society. Yes. So Yes, it can be challenging. And I did cheer my senior year of high school, so I did have a stint of yeah. that, but yeah. it's still nothing like the commitment that we watch Softball, her go yeah. through every week. I mean, f- minimum of five games yes. every weekend in the Florida heat. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Stephanie is with New Beginnings of Central Florida, and you've been with them for about a year and a half yep. as the executive director. Um, if you could tell us a little bit about what is New Beginnings, what's their mission, and, and what do you do there? Okay. Well, it's a pretty loaded question, yes. but yes. our mission's pretty easy and pretty pretty self-explanatory. I mean, our mission is to empower our neighbors in need to live a responsible life. Um, it started off in saying that we want to empower those that are in need to build a responsible life and helping them through taking numerous steps to get back on their feet. Um, New Beginnings was founded and started by a businessman that came to Florida, met up with some friends. They had encountered a homeless man, and there was nothing here for them. There was no resources. There was no place for him to go it became very obvious that there needed to be some type of program that would help people reenter the workforce. Yes. So New Beginnings really has evolved. It's we continue to try to meet the needs of the community. So our core is still important to find a way to empower those in need to live a responsible life. That person could be an individual that's homeless. It could be an individual that's working, but still finding themselves homeless because that happens a lot. Yeah. It could be a family. It could be a single parent and their kids. That could be a single woman and their child, or that could be a single man and his yeah. children. And so, each one has their own issues. And, yes. But, you know, a single woman is much different than a, a woman with a with kids or mm-hmm. a single man or a family. Absolutely. And the needs that we would need to have in order to help them are very, very different. Right. It's it's not as easy. I mean, we've, we identified this year alone the ability to help a single dad was very, very difficult. There is no place in Central Florida that you can send a single dad with daughters. Right. Because for obvious reasons, where would you send a single man? Well, typically you send him to a men's shelter. Where would right. you send a single man with an uh, older son, meaning over 15, over 16? Well, sometimes you might find a shelter that would take him. But there's no place you can take send a single dad with an 8-year-old daughter. Right, right. So... We've, we have identified some of our facilities that were able to help someone in that situation. 
we've now diversified our programs a little bit to meet those needs. And I'm sure we'll we'll get into that. But I mean, the core is really New Beginnings mission is to empower those in need to live a responsible life. We do that, helping them all through the way, introducing them to Christ, helping them with work therapy, introducing them some life skills. We really want to rebuild their life and help them correct their course. Right. How how many homes, different homes or residences do you guys have? Well, we have nine different facilities, nine different homes. And when I counted beds the other night, I was like, wow, if we really were to double up and put bunk beds or trundle beds wherever we possibly could, you know, we could have as many as 68 beds. Wow. Wow. That would be a lot. And that would really be putting a lot of people um, and it would really be maximizing the space. But at the same time, I mean, currently we have 37 people that we're housing. So, so talk about a little bit the, you know, because I, I understand the face of the homeless person is mm-hmm. changing. I think people have a view, a stereotype yeah. of what it is, but it's very different. And what you're finding now is there's a lot more families that mm-hmm. they're working, they're doing their best, but they can't quite make it. Yeah. What What is the homeless situation like today in, in Lake County? Well, the sad the sad truth is it it is a lot of families. I mean, there's over 1,900 um, homeless children in Lake wow. County. Yeah. There's over 400 just in Claremont. Hmm. So when you think about that, I mean, Claremont's a pretty decent town, but right. we're we're small. We're a small big community, yep. and we um, to think that there's that many children that are homeless would be, I think, a huge shock to the general population because. Yes. You think of homeless, you think, oh, you're going to see them sitting on the side of the road with their parent holding the sign. No, that's not necessarily the case. Yes, because that can be. A, yeah, yeah, it can be, yeah. but that's typically not the case. It's usually they're homeless because they're sleeping on a friend's couch or they're staying with family. And eventually that invitation runs out. So what we've found, there's a couple reasons why we identify that they're in that situation to begin with. Sometimes it does come down to just mismanagement of finances. In some cases, it's not having the education to properly finance and plan for their budget to maintain their household. But not, in most cases, it's because they can't afford to live here. Yeah. You know, a one-bedroom apartment's $1,100. Yeah. And that's so, if, you, if you're yeah, lucky enough to find one. Exactly. Yeah. So it's realistically, if you have a single parent or even a husband, a wife, and kids, they can't afford that. If they're bringing in you know, minimum wage or maybe even $10 an hour, that's just not enough income to cover the cost of rental costs here in Lake County. So um, talk a little bit about, you know, this this is a big issue, clearly. Mm -hmm. So not a lot of people, I'm sure, want to tackle this. (laughs) So talk about what drew you to New Beginnings. Uh, You know, why did you decide to make a change from your previous career to this? Well, it's it's interesting. I started my nonprofit career back in, gosh, I got to think way back, I think in 2008. Mm-hmm. And I started with the Salvation Army in Virginia. I was the director of development. I had been volunteering with them for a couple of years. I was on their auxiliary board and really found a passion and connection to help the underserved, to help those that no one else really wanted to help or those that were just judged regularly because I could see, I could see both sides of that coin. I could see, I could see the individual that was truly taking advantage of the system, but then I could also see the one that didn't. And that really just needed the help, 
not just a handout. They wanted a hand up and they wanted to be taught how to do it right. Um, and then really what hit my core is seeing children because right. yeah. they're the they're the victims of this whole system because they're just a victim of poverty and a cycle of poverty that they are raised in. Right. And they that's don't know any all better. they know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they are not, if, if someone, an organization like new beginnings, isn't there to teach them and reach them and reach their parents, how are they ever going to learn that there is another option and that they are worthy yeah. of other options? Yeah. Because we don't know what else happens behind closed doors. We can interview a family all day long, but as soon as the doors close, we don't know what the parents are saying to the kids. We just know from our adult clients that we help, we know what was said to them. Well, and, so. and, and, and you know, it becomes kind of your normal. Yeah. So if you go up in a in a household where there's chaos or, yep. or drug addiction or alcoholism, mm-hmm. or if you um, grow up in a family that is undereducated for, yep. for the need, that becomes your normal. So yep. when you go out into the workforce, yep. it changes your entire view of what you can do and who you are yep. and your worth. So you begin to believe your surroundings. Yeah. You begin to believe what you've been taught. Yeah. So my experience with the Salvation Army really exposed me to it. I entered, I've worked with a couple of other nonprofits, um, both of which were more medically driven. Right. And really my passion when asked, when I decided to leave um, the American Heart Association, I really decided I, if I'm going to stay a nonprofit, I want to go back to where my heart is, which is helping the underserved. And just through a general search, I came across new right. beginnings. So I was like, wow, it's, it really is a lot like yeah. the Salvation Army's transitional programs. It's very, very similar, but it's more grassroots, which is even more well, important yeah. to me. Um, that's one of the hardest complaints you get from some national nonprofits is, well, is the money going to stay here? Is it yes. really going to help my neighbor? So that is, there's no question on that here <laughs> with New Beginnings. Right. Yep. So, and I mean, I couldn't have asked for a better location. I'm like five minutes from work. Yep. So it's great. <laughs> so talk about what are you the most uh, proud of uh, during your time with uh, New Beginnings? I would say this structure. Okay. I mean, when we came, when I came in, it was a lot of observation of, you know, what credentials are in place? What type of staffing is in place to help the sustainability of the organization? I mean, the board and the founder made a good decision in creating the sustainability by bringing me on board, right, yes. which I appreciate very much. <laughs> but then to help, you know, the board has been very supportive in me recognizing like, oh, we didn't have a mental health counselor or, or yeah. a licensed social worker on staff. So we pushed to get that position filled pretty quickly. And we have a licensed mental health counselor, which is a perfect, perfect fit. And I mean, many cases immediately after we brought her on was proof that that was a blessing to bring her on. And then to have a true, a case manager, somebody that has a social work degree, that that's what they're working towards. And they may even still be working towards their master's, but to have a case manager, somebody that's been trained in social work that can understand how to handle being a case manager because ultimately a case manager is like a person that's holding you or your hand every step of the process they're your accountability partner right that's not an easy job <laughs> and no, it can wear but i can see maybe there's a connection we can get your daughter down here yeah right <laughs> right yeah i've already told her no you're not working for me but i've got connections <laughs> yeah. so so we already know other areas and her passions ironically are also children yeah. so um she has some thoughts she has some plans don't yeah. worry good good so now I know that right now New Beginnings is under a, a rather large construction 
yes. process. They are um, building a um, affordable housing. Mm-hmm. And it's called Woodwinds. Yes. Talk about that, like the number of units maybe, and mm-hmm. why is that so important? Okay. Well, Woodwinds is a affordable housing, workforce housing project that was established between um, Blue Sky developers and the um, Florida Housing. So, you know, our founder has been working on this for more than six years, just really identified much to what I said earlier, that the cost of living is really the greatest void and the greatest need in this community for anybody that is in our community. So if you've got somebody that's living in a very low wage, they're really trying, they could be working full time, but they're still, they're not able to afford the housing here. So he identified the opportunity to bring some affordable housing apartments here. There's 96 units. Um, we are not the management company. Thank God. Um, New Beginnings <laughs> of Central Florida is simply the service provider. So we provide the wraparound services, which means the current programs that we offer to clients in our in New Beginnings is life skills classes, financial planning, financial mentors, a community mentor. We offer and expose them to church in various ways. Right. We have some biblical classes that we teach them. We really help them. One of the classes that we teach, it, this is not the formal name, but it's what we call it, is Christianity 101. <laughs> right. And, it's, and those are the kind of things that they will be exposed to. We can't teach them on site, but we will introduce them. Sure. But the classes we're going to have are going to really help them with their computer skills, help them with rebuilding their resume, help them make sure if they need any other assistance, if they need food stamps or they need access to affordable health care, any right. of the things that they may need, we're going to be on site to help with that. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and 51% of the units also have to be, be someone that's previously homeless. Oh, wow. That's so great. that's really great because, you yeah. know, we have a ref- automatic referral source for right. them. Yeah. And that's your, hopefully you're able to provide the New Beginnings is a nine-month program. Yeah, and it's, I mean, we're flexible. That's another thing that I think has kind of changed since I've been here because I've seen people that have only, that have made it through in in the minimum of nine months, but others that have had to go a little bit longer depending on where they're at in their recovery. Right. Um, One of the biggest challenges is I don't consider someone a true graduate until they have their GED. Okay. Well, if you have somebody that's, um, and we have somebody right now, he has graduated from the life skills and he has a job. But I can't, I'm not going to consider him a full graduate until he gets his GED, but he came in with a third grade education. Wow. So, so it's going to take a little yeah. while. Yep. Um, but luckily, I believe he's he will be able to move into permanent housing here shortly, and we will still be there to help him and assist him with that. And that's an important because nine months may get to the root issue. Mm-hmm. It may help them with a lot of different financial skills or yep. maybe um, how to control an addiction, but it's probably not long enough to get them fully, yes. you know, so... Yeah the woodwinds would offer a chance at another yes you know another leg of of opportunity to stay in communication with them because that is a goal that we're working towards with anyone that's any of the families that have been in our program which we named that program the selah program last year yeah um selahs are referenced in psalms which means paul's here and simple simple analogy of you know what just take a time take a rest Let's reevaluate you where you are and really just trying to help them determine what got them there. And we have a really good um, video on a family. One of the first families we actually helped, it was a family of five. And he said, 
I just really didn't realize how many mistakes I was making. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, that's Again, good. that becomes yeah. your normal when, yeah. when you grow up in it or when, you yeah. know, that's been your exposure. That's exactly. what you know. So Yeah. And so it's it's really, we're hoping that we have opportunities, more opportunities to extend our case management past the time they're living in our facilities. Right. Yeah. And that's challenging because yes. staffing would, would need to increase okay, eventually. Now, that is the perfect segue. They're so, good. you know, we've talked about uh, a server's journey. It really mm-hmm. is the belief that everybody's um, on a leadership journey and you are on several. You're mm-hmm. a leader in your family with mm-hmm. your girls and with your husband. Mm-hmm. You're a leader also in the business world. Um, and how, how many staff members do you have? And not only mm-hmm. your staff, but I'm interested in the number of volunteers how big of an organization is this? Yeah, well, we have 32 employees, wow. and we have hundreds of volunteers. I mean, when I saw some of the questions, which I appreciated because yeah. it allowed me to look yeah. up stats, we have over 9,000 hours year-to-date in volunteer hours. Wow. So it's a lot, and it's, and I mean, granted, I, when I looked at this number, I was like, wow, and that's probably, there's probably more. Yeah. It's, I mean, my own young daughter, my 15-year-old, has even started volunteering recently tutoring any mm, children right. that are affiliated with our program yes so and i've i've counted how many hours she's been tracking because i know she'll eventually need them yes and i was like gosh she put in over 25 hours just in the first week so i'm like that's that's a commitment yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so it's a lot of hours but it takes a lot of hours and i mean it really takes a village right and you know we're biblically we're supposed to help and serve our neighbor right so it really takes this many, and really we can always use more. I mean, we, we know that there is a need for a couple more staff members, and there's a need for depend a bit, dependable, reliable volunteers because we really rally our volunteers to help with yeah every step of our program. Yeah, kind of tying up the loose ends and so yes. forth. Yes. So um, I, I know that in this industry, it is kind of like social work where mm-hmm. it's very fulfilling. It can be very meaningful. Mm-hmm. You're probably not going to make millions of dollars a year how do you how do you lead and how do you serve your staff knowing that they could probably go and find Mm -hmm. you know a job that pays more how how do you lead them and how do you show servant servant leadership to them it's kind of funny because i've had this conversation recently with our bookkeeper because in going back and just looking at history of payroll and doing that business sense of this job I I asked her that question right. and she she said well it's really very simple and and she's spot on. I mean we have a we are so blessed with very loyal employees that they're here because they truly believe in their heart of hearts and what we do and they see the good in what we do every day. They know they don't have to hide their faith when they come to work. Right. Yes. They don't have to worry about not being able to pray, not being able to say, bless you, or not being able to, to do things that shows their spirit and their faith. Um, that goes a long way. And we really are a family. I mean, I know 32 employees sounds like a pretty big number for a small right. nonprofit, yeah. but we're a very close-knit family. It's, you know, one person in our organization can't be going through something without others being there ready, ready to rally them. We had family, we had employees that were affected by the hurricane in Puerto Rico. They had family in Puerto Rico. So it was all of us that kind of came together to support, you know, getting their family members a generator sent to them. So so really so what really I'm hearing. we really rallied together to support one another. And you really know who they are yes. and what they're going through. Yes. 
And I think that's very important when mm-hmm. you're trying to serve other people. Yeah. The, the, the other thing I'm, att- I'm attracted to is that you understand their passion mm-hmm. and you allow them to be who they are. If they're a Christian and if they mm-hmm. want to pray with a client or yep. a volunteer, it's, it's allowed. And I think, again, you're showing, okay, you can be yourself here, yeah. which we're finding is worth a lot. Uh, yes. with a, the staff for sure well our our counselor actually she had when we hired her she was working with us for part-time when she started and then i was able to identify a way to bring her on full-time she got another job offer and it was a better paying job and it was with benefits right. and it had much more perks but she said she chose to stay with us and go full-time because she could bring faith into her sessions yes yes she said there, there's no way I could pray with my clients in the other position and I couldn't bring my faith to the table. And she said, I firmly believe that's a big part of what I do. Yeah, so, absolutely. and this is someone that's licensed and mm-hmm. this is her credentials are critical to everything she does. So she's very protective of that as she should be. And we protect her too. But for her to say, no, I made the choice because I knew that I could yes. practice my faith. That's awesome. Yeah. How, how do you live out this same servant-type leadership with your clients? I, I was told a story, this is going back several years, where there was a gentleman who was an alcoholic and who had been homeless for several years, and um, he had a terrible, terrible backstory where he, had, he was drunk and he had fallen asleep, and his six-year-old daughter had fallen into their pool mm-hmm. and had drowned and died. And so the counselors, through talking with him, had realized that, yes, he was an alcoholic, mm-hmm. but that wasn't really why he was homeless, because for years, he was an alcoholic who was able to still get up and go to work and pay the bills. Mm-hmm. He was homeless because he believed he deserved it because of what happened with his daughter. Sure. And so it was an opportunity for the counselor to really serve him mm-hmm. um, and and really show them you're worth a lot more even with this one mistake so that's got to be a different uh, you know part of it too is how do you deal with people that are going through something how do you how do you find ways to serve them well it's it's interesting because we just sent our counselor to a new training that is a new type of trauma training Mm -hmm. after she'd been with us for um, just about a year she said she met with me um, first and then we met with her direct supervisor our director of client services and she wanted to make sure that I was aware that over 95% of the clients that we serve have some form of trauma in their yeah, life. Yeah. That would be an example of a trauma. And it's everything from assault, from sexual assault, from violence and neglect. I mean, the trauma is, the list is unlimited. So to to the situation, the story you just explained alcoholism can just be a product of or it could have existed even prior to the trauma Um, alcoholism isn't usually and even addiction may not always be the root of what the problem is it is usually a form of trauma or in some cases ptsd that has put them in a very dark space right so being able this training really has helped because typically for a counselor to work with a client you know, you know, we all know people that have been going to a counselor for years and some that still have to go to a counselor. Sure. Yeah. It can take years to get to the root of what's going on with someone. But this training 
it allows her to, to shorten the, the amount of time it takes to get to the root of the problem and start working through it. Right. Which is really important because our time with our counselor, counselor's time with the clients is very short. Yeah. So, you know, if they're only with us for nine months, then we want to try to give them as much assistance as possible because there is no cost to them to do right. this. Yeah. It's, you know, to go to a counselor, you're usually spending $100 a oh, session, very right? Very easy, yes. So, yes. so it's, you know, for us, we're trying to help the clients understand that, look, you're getting one-on-one case management. That's someone to help you through your life, help you get the right medical care that you need, help you get housing, help you find a job, help you through these steps of your life. And then you've got a counselor that's there to give you their undivided attention for an hour every week. And care too, yeah. Yeah, that's very, very, that's a wonderful, wonderful attribute that we're able to bring to them. But this trauma program has really helped. And she has already started to see some of those benefits and how it's really helped. We've had a couple of clients this year that the trauma has been in actually one recent um, his he lost his wife in a house fire. It was Jeez. his house, um, and he lost his wife in that house fire. And he was at work, so it's not yeah. that he was, at least as far as we know, right? Yeah, he was at work, um, but it's completely torn his family apart. His kids blame him. He's not so. There's a disconnect, um, but that's a lot to work through. Hmm. Um, that's a lot for our case, our counselor to work through, and then our case manager, obviously. It only knows enough about it that, that he shares with her to be able to work through it with him as well. It's There's cases like that that we know that these these situations can happen to anybody. It's not it's not just somebody that's lazy and doesn't right. want to work. Sure. Yeah. And that's the stereotype that yeah. we see and even hear. People think, oh, well, they just need to go get a job. No, that's not the case. Some of them are working. Right. So that's not the case. It's There are some people that we just really need to be able to look at them through our Christian eyes and understand we are supposed to serve our neighbors. Right. We are supposed to offer a helping hand. And, and you're really humanizing them. Yeah. Uh, you know, understanding that, you know, what you see is somebody who's a homeless person or struggling with it, but there's this whole backstory. There's mm-hmm. this whole part of their life you have to discover yeah. in order to understand really how to help them. Yeah. And that's probably the greatest act of service you can yeah. do. I, I think too many people throw them away as, well, they're homeless. I'm yeah. sure that they deserve it. I'm sure that they've done something to get yeah. there when sometimes it's... A, a, it's not the case. Yeah, it's a tragedy that happened and, you know, yeah. maybe there were some you know, decisions they made that yeah. helped them get there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there was a final, final straw. A series know. of unfortunate events is how I usually yeah. have explained it. Yeah. And in some cases, it truly is just generational poverty, right. too. We, I mean, a lot of, a lot of the clients we have served in the time that I've been there, they are truly a product of generational poverty. Mm-hmm. And some that it's a mindset of just a poverty mindset. Right. We have a gentleman that went to college. Jeez. And he... Because he grew up in poverty, that is all he knew. So he went back to it after yeah. he got yeah. out of college, got married, had kids, yeah. and lived in a van for two, three wow. years with his kids. So it's truly the, you can expose them, but we are really trying to teach them the way to live independently and teach them they're worthy of it, yeah. that it's okay. Like you, you are just as deserving of this as your neighbor. So that's a, that's a hard, hard thing to teach somebody. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing to me how how often we self sabotage. Mm-hmm. You know, and this this gentleman went to college, and so in mm-hmm. some ways lived out a dream. Mm-hmm. But something in his makeup, something in what he had seen in his life, continued to tell him, "You're not worth 
yeah. with this, which is amazing. Yeah. Okay, so when you go home at night, how do you know? Like, tell me what a win is with a new beginnings. What What is a high five moment? Well, just seeing our clients even at work therapy, they may not see it as a win. Right. But I do because I know where the ultimatum is. I know where would they be if they weren't here. <laughs> so the fact that we're able to expose them to work, expose them to a new training, they may not see it as, as beneficial as it is. But I know that that's one step that's right. getting them into the right direction. And inevitably, I have there are more days that I will hear from a client or a former client or someone that is working with a client of how blessed they are that they've been able to go through our program and learn so much. It's, um, it's, it's very humbling and it's, you know, we know that we, I think one of the hardest decision, one of the hardest things for anybody to recognize working in social services is to recognize you can't help everybody. Yeah. Um, that's very hard, but I've been able to go through any client that's come into our program. And if they didn't complete, meaning they didn't at least go through the life skills classes, they left. We've had some that came through, got through a portion of it, but they left with a relationship with Christ. Right. So to me, that's still a win. Well, because I, I hope we planted a seed. That's right. Yeah. So it's still, you know, we we've been able to reconnect with people if that's the case. But we're not going to help everybody. But I can still usually walk away and go. You know what? We still helped them. Yeah, and sometimes. You know, you can help everybody. And mm-hmm. I think that New Beginnings does a great job at understanding on the intake mm-hmm. who you're most likely to help, mm-hmm. which is important. Mm-hmm. But I also think it may be that you're the introduction and yeah. it might be another program yep. or another time, another season where they actually finish it. Yeah. But you're still introducing something, a life skill or yeah. nothing more than the fact that, you know, biblically speaking, we're we're not worth it but yet our creator still loves us and still you know made this way for us even though we're screw-ups all all the time yeah (laughs) all right so we're gonna transition here we we have a fun segment well it's fun for us i'm not sure if it's fun for you (laughs) but great (laughs) so so we're gonna kind of put you a little bit on the spot and so we called it this one or that one okay so we're gonna give you two people or or two Franchises, and we're going to okay. say which one do you like better? Okay, and maybe uh, one reason why or so. Okay, okay, you ready for it? Sure. All right. Okay, first one is Elon Musk or Richard Branson. Well, I don't know either one of those. Okay, okay so, so <laughs> okay, so we're going to go ahead. We're going to go ahead. The, this is a, a a lot of techie nerdy people. Okay, you know which good. I which which I am. Okay, so Elon Musk is the Tesla. And okay, the, you know the car. Okay, yeah, then, yeah. And Richard Branson is a probably a 60s something long-haired uh virgin atlantic yeah. airways he's okay. the ceo of that okay. we, but we're gonna skip that we okay. Don't like it. okay good so, so <laughs> next one is would be steve jobs okay or bill gates hmm are you an apple person yeah i have an apple okay. but i i actually bill gates i lean more towards bill gates um, I think he has more of an entrepreneurial spirit yeah. with a philanthropic touch. Yeah. So, and I could be wrong because I know Apple does well too. Yeah. They, I mean, any employee that volunteers gets, Apple will pay that organization when they volunteer. But I mean, I just, you see and hear a lot Bill, more yeah. that Bill Gates does yeah. from a philanthropic standpoint. Yeah. And I think that's your responsibility as a successful business person. Yeah. I think he's been 
uh, of the new generation of yeah. billionaires probably the the biggest yeah. as far as giving and understanding yeah. his place in the community. So yeah. Okay, um, Steven Spielberg or Walt Disney? Walt Disney. Okay, it's I, the I, most I magical. Okay, Come there on. you go. Yeah. <laughs> so you are much like my wife. Yeah. She <laughs> is a Disney freak. So, all right, uh, Star Wars or Harry Potter? Ooh, that's a good one. Right? I think so too. Right? I think Star Wars. Okay. See, I so yeah. we're not going to give up your age, but yeah. but but there is a delineation yeah. a line where, for me, it's Star Wars. Yeah. For younger, maybe yeah, 20s. Yeah, and it's funny because I wonder what my kids would say. Yeah. Because they like both. My girls would say Harry Potter for like, sure. I was like, she'd probably, I don't know, because she really likes Ray, so she likes yeah, the new, okay. yes, you know, yes. Star Wars, so I don't know. Yeah, I Star Wars is rebooting. So, yes, you know. it is. Okay, now this final question is is deeply personal. Um, I grew up in a, I grew up in a house of girls, okay. and now I have a house of girls, girls. also. Yeah. <laughs> so Broadway or rock and roll? Broadway. Okay, good. Yeah. So now, what is your favorite show? Well, I've seen, I would say Cats most okay, recently. Yeah, yeah. And so I would say Cats, but I mean, I've seen The Producers, which was hilarious. So, mm. I mean, I've seen a couple, yeah. but not as many as I would like. Well, but it, we're always, with Madison going to school in Jersey, gives you a at Seton Hall, we had an opportunity to go yeah. up there a couple of times, but now we have to we have to make another trip. But Yeah, I, like I think, Larry, have we had anybody, uh, I think we've had one other person say Broadway. So this puts you in good yeah. high That's standings good. in yeah. my house. So. That's yeah. good. You know, when you're on Rocky's side, where else can you be? <laughs> well, I, I was yeah. a former dancer. I mean, I danced right. for years, too. So, so I was appreciate... a little bit of a performer. So, yeah. Yeah, you so appreciate I can appreciate that. that. Yeah. Yes, my daughters are singers. So we yeah. they, they are quick to tell me they're not really singing. Yeah. You, you know, Broadway singing. singing. They're yeah. just rock and roll. You know. Got it. <laughs> All right. So um, last thing we want to ask you is... Talk, talk about a, a leader or maybe a quote that you look up to, uh, maybe a quote that you live by. It could be either or both. Well, I can say there's my funny quote is a Yoda quote. <laughs> she, she, she is a Star Wars girl. See. And um, it's, I can't, I'm trying to think of it now because, you know, he talks backwards. We put so. you on the spot. So we yeah, no. It, yeah. So let me think. It's, um, it's try it there is no try yes. you know i, I know think you know quote, which one i'm yes. talking about it's do or not do there is no try yes. something along yes. those lines yes i know that one. in fact there's a t-shirt out there yes. with it so yeah, yeah it's Ogre but it's okay yes. <laughs> but i mean i think it's a matter of really knowing that you 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 can do something if you set your mind to do it right you right. can't just you and i see this a lot not just in working in with social services but we see it with our kids you see it in society that people will find another excuse why yeah. they didn't complete yeah. it or didn't really go for it i was like you can't let somebody stop you like that's if right. that's what you're setting to do then go do it yeah, and, and a lot of <laughs> so, times we stop ourselves because yeah. we we can't visualize the success you know yeah that's awesome well we we really appreciate you being here yeah. and uh, learning a little bit more about new beginnings and uh, your mission, and we are excited to have you in our community. So, yeah, well, thank you. We thank, thank you, you so much for being on air. Yeah, thank you very much. Y'all have a blessed day.
Thank you very much, Stephanie, for being with us here on A Server's Journey. Uh, I want to remind everyone that they can uh, subscribe to the podcast, check out the website, A Server's Journey. And also on Tuesdays, you know, we have A Server's Moment. It comes out every Tuesday. It's a little brief segment, and then you can learn more about it. And as Rocky's doing on Wednesday, the deep dive. So join us each week here on A Server's Journey. We just want to thank everybody for listening today and again we want to remind you that all of us are on a journey Uh, it's a journey of leadership whether you're leading your family or your business and we just hope that we're adding value and that together we'll become better leaders thank you very much